Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. You have made it all the way on your stations of orological journey to episode 243. You made it. Welcome. Welcome. We don't have coffee or tea. How are you, TBWS, coast to coast. Coast to coast. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. TBWS, coast to coast, on the island of Mauritius, which is two miles long, I think. I, I, I think bigger, it's I think it's longer. I think I have I I know nothing about Mauritius, honestly. I have a bigger microphone now and it's it's got the fuzzy fuzzy little wind thing, so I just I really wanted to say coast to coast. Do you feel professional? We should start filming ourselves. That's a thing. That, I mean, podcasts are almost dead yeah. as as they were like in the inception. It's all about vo- or is it vidcast or vodcast? I don't know what people are calling. Everybody Michael, films I have no their podcast. Idea. Yeah, it's 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 a miracle I know how to turn my phone on. All right. <laughs> I tried it yelling be, at it. I tried hitting it. It just doesn't. T- oh, there's a button on it. Yeah, okay. It it would be cool to have like a a studio though. I think we've said that before, where we can just kind of like go in, talk, do the episodes, and have a video component. But that's like we could. I'd, have to, th- I'd have to become a Florida man again. Oh, you could be my neighbor. Won't you be <laughs> Michael? Won't you be my neighbor? That uh, that Florida housing market is gonna have to cool down just a little bit. It is. <laughs> it is. I would say it's hot as opposed to red hot. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, I, I think the average time a home sits on the market now is twenty-ish days, as opposed to like three, three days. Yeah. <laughs> Like it was before. Uh, if you wanted to do new construction here, like I am, there's huge builder incentives. So I'm just I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Think of the yeah. show. Think of the show. Think of the show. <laughs> All right. Uh, Telling we'll you, see. man. There's podcast apps. There's like podcast apps where like we don't have to be in the same space, but it'll like record our faces or whatever. Um, that might be worth doing as like a Patreon component. I am sorry to everyone. Who's waiting for us to update Patreon? Is that fair? That's fair. I am yeah. also very sorry. Yeah, we're both um, we're both very sorry. Yeah, I think I think it was started and we didn't really have much of a plan for it no. at first. But the Patreon yeah. is a great way to join the um the Slack, the TBW's Patreon Slack, where I would feel I'm, so lonely if I didn't. I'm always available. The, those are those are my only friends. The Patreon Slack folks, all of you, are Michael and 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 my only friends. We were talking about this in the in the in the pre-show talk. Like you are you are our only friends. Yeah. I don't, I don't really like. Yeah, my wife the other day was like, "You need, like, I know that you talk to Kaz, but you need to like do things with like other guys around here. Go out, do stuff." go on outings and i'm just like eh, i got my slack friends i got my slack friends slack. <laughs> the great thing about slack friends is you can turn them off <laughs> you know what I, you know what i'm saying is that fucked up you know what i'm saying like oh I, oh i'm just okay close close because there have been there have been many a time when i'm hanging out with people in slack and i'm like you know what i'm really fucking done i'm just gonna x out oh that's great as opposed to being like trapped with a friend at a restaurant in a booth you know you're like ah oh, fuck i can't just leap out of the window because that's uncouth i'll just sit here and wait wait for the sun to go down you know what i'm saying how are you doing it's it's uh something happened over there where you are well you mean the hurricane yeah 
Dude, I was out there with my shotgun and my and your flag and my flag. <laughs> I did. Did I tell you? I I know. I, I shared that on Slack. I shared that meme uh, at work with people, and um, I guess some people were offended by it. I wasn't really sure what was offensive. It wasn't a meme of me. If no one knows what I'm talking about, like it might be a Florida thing. I have no idea. Anytime there's a storm coming here in Florida. And someone's just like, oh, man, are you all prepared? Are you going to be okay? You are required by Florida snark law to send a meme of the guy holding a shotgun and holding a flag as, like, a storm is flying into him. Like, Yeah, it's like, I, I think I think I, that image I has been online. I think that image has been online since, like, MySpace days. Right? Yeah. Instantly makes me laugh. Yeah. It's funny. It's fucking hysterical. Uh, but no, yeah, Hurricane Ian, we were fine. I'm here in the Sarasota, Bradenton area. We're in Lakewood Ranch, and so we got, we lost power, we lost internet. I got a couple scared cats, but um, you know, honestly, we just, it was fine. We fared hashtag blessed. We fared much better than a lot of other parts of the Bradenton and Sarasota area. We fared way better than the folks um, south of us in Sanibel Island, Fort Myers, mm-hmm. and um like Northport, Port Charlotte and everything like that. So overall, no, it was good. I got food poisoning, hurricane rite of passage, I think. And it's not even, it's not even that you got food poisoning from like, I don't know, you, you caught like a rabbit and you were like skinning it. And <laughs> it's you been, got food it's poisoning. Been, it's been 14 hours. I must eat. I'm just, I'm just like out there. got food from Chipotle. I got food poisoning from Chipotle. Cause my wife and I have been eating oatmeal for like three days straight. And I'm like, mm, maybe time for something different. You know, and we were driving around, and there was, uh, there was there was a Chipotle by here open, and I haven't been to a Chipotle in years because I have much more self respect than that. But I'm just like, you know what? This is Chipotle. Let's go and let's go and like check it out or whatever. And um, and yeah, I got fantastically food poisoned um, by fucking Chipotle because here's here's what I'm fairly certain happened. Well, there's two scenarios that happened. They lost power, gained power back, came into the store didn't realize power left and came back and then thought things were just on the whole time and the food was cold and like, oh, yep, we're good to go. That's scenario one. And they just served everything and they didn't give a shit. Uh, The second scenario is that they lost power, they came back, knew they lost power, got power again, and then still just served the food instead of of 86ing their walk-in, which I understand financially because that is a lot of money. But at the same time, Probably not a good thing for a restaurant to make people sick. Sick as shit. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Next time, try try to get one of those, um, because you said you were having oatmeal a lot. Uh, Get one of those, you know, those Coleman camp stoves, those portable ones. Oh, yeah. That'll just, you can cook way more on that, I think. Not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea at all. It's pretty cheap to... We called Scared. Chipotle corporate and told them what happened. And they like they refunded us our money and they were just like, oh, we're so sorry. Is there anything we can do? And I'm like, yeah, can I have the days where I was sick back? Like, like I was can, supposed- you, can you rehydrate me? Did <laughs> you send me like a watermelon or like a Pedialyte or something, dude? Because I'm, I'm very dehydrated. <laughs> well, it was funny because we ate. And then within like a few hours, Becky started to not feel well. I was fine. And I'm like, oh, no, babe. Oh, here, I'll, shh, shh, I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. And then, like, within the hour after that, I started declining. And I'm like, oh, no, this is, 
this is a this is a worst case scenario. We both can't be sick. You know what I mean? There's nothing more there's nothing more emotionally gutted than a home where everyone is sick. Yeah. So I'm just like I started to get sick and I'm just like cats, yin yang. You're gonna have to feed yourselves. All right. <laughs> Go on without us. Go on without us. Take the money out of my wallet and live your life. <laughs> but that was uh, it. Was fine. We other than that, like I said, food poisoning is a hurricane rite of passage. Other than that, it was uh, it was just we were very fortunate to be fine. So thank you for asking. What, so uh, bulk- what watch? What watch did you wear through the through the bulk of it? Uh, what watch was I wearing? I was wearing my Seamaster. Apt. I think I thought that I, I thought if it's good enough for the sea, it's good enough for a hurricane, right? <laughs> hurricane Master. Can we make a watch called the Hurricane Master? That's kind of a badass name. It's pretty badass. That might also be like a, like an old WWF wrestling move. <laughs> it's also a great great name for a move. <laughs> it could be it could be a wrestling move. I'm fairly certain, but no, I'm. I good. feel like Hurricane Master is like something like you know that company Deep Blue would do, like. <laughs> We met them in Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, we met them in Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, 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 yeah, the yeah, Deep Blue Hurricane Master. Deep, deep Blue Shark Puncher. Oh, yeah, the, sh- the Shark Puncher. Yeah, that's, that'll really reinforce my fragile masculinity. Let's be Shark Punchers together, Michael. Man, I don't think there's a watch called Hurricane Master. We gotta trademark yeah, that shit fucking fast, dude. We gotta get know. we gotta get hurricanemaster.com under lockdown right now. <laughs> you can probably do it by the by the time this episode is done. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. But um I saw a bald eagle in the wild outside my home. Alive? Did it <laughs> did it survive? <laughs> Fantastic question. That's actually I'm at first I was like, why would you no, you know what? That's a reasonable thing to ask me. Yeah, it was alive. It was fine. It was just flying around. They they're wild here. I've always heard they lived around here, but I hadn't seen one until recently. After the we hurricane. Get, we get a lot of them here and uh it surprised us because I think the first year we were, we were living here, my wife saw one on the side of the road that it was hurt and it was oh. kind of just like hopping on the side of the road. And she thought that she could stop, get out of the car and like see what was up with it and as she walked closer and closer she's like wow these things are really big yeah it's not a it's not a sparrow dude it's basically the size of like a fucking i don't know it's a big fucking bird it's a big bird she's like it's like a pokemon it's it's just like a that's what she said it's like it looks like i was facing down a pokemon did she have a high potion on her did she have like i mean did she have any kind of super antidote poor bird so then she walks back to the car and she calls me she's like what do i do i'm like well you should probably call like whatever wildlife agency that we have here and that's what she did you gotta yeah you gotta have someone you gotta have someone that's crazy though hey mike you want to talk about watches (laughs) we're 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 good we're only 12 minutes in it's fine this is the two book watch knobs it's a great day if you all can get us on air talking about fucking watches but let's yeah I'm, I'm 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 open to maybe just filming ourselves while we talk thing i don't know it could get us closer to our dream of being e-boys or cam boys whatever the fuck whatever the fuck i have to do to take my shirt off for money that's really e- where we're at e-boy. right now it's Is not it about money it's about sending a message um, <laughs> no it's certainly about the money i don't know who told you that message thing <laughs> it's totally about the money <laughs> it might be easier for me to take off my shirt than to write an email 
if we're if we're comparing <laughs> office work to stripping online, I'm just saying. I'm not saying being a cam being a cam boy or a cam girl or a cam entity by any means is easy. It is tough fucking work. But it might it might be a little easier than writing an email. It's pretty lucrative though. There's like a trend where some of these um, <clears throat> young ladies engaged in in that profession. They they were posting, I guess, like the uh, the financial summary you get month after month. Oh yeah. And I was I was just like, Ooh, man. I'm a I'm a dweeb, I guess. It's <laughs> like working a nine to five. Well, I'm always curious because I don't know much about this world. Is it only is it only women that crush it monetarily, like 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 with monetization? Oh no, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. Is there a space for us, Michael? Two hairy, overeducated, ethnic minorities? I mean, I I think so. You're hairy. Um, I'm hairy. You're hairy, right? We're having this conversation right now on I'm, air. I'm pretty. I'm. I'm pretty. Fair, fairly hairy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty hairy. Yeah. It's I will never. I. I don't think I'll ever go bald. That's good. Yeah. Right. There's got to be a market for us. There's got to be a. There's got to be a small. I don't want a. I don't want a big space. I want a little space, just where we can kind of call home. And since we don't do sponsored posts on the podcast or sponsored slots on the podcast or the website what mm. we can do is do sponsored slots where we wear the watches you know, on on cam and then that's you know different companies can pay for that <clears throat> realistically who do you think who do we think is going to jump on a moser moser and co would would <laughs> that's totally up their alley that'd be really funny if moser did something like that <laughs> some unknown brand some own like some unknown like camboy e-boy was there like a brand sponsor like oh and here's you know kaz fudge eagle it's just like what the f- that's the that's the first like 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 camboy name i could think of was fudge eagle it's just not a good one i'm not married to it but i'm putting it out there you know chocolate street chocolate street's pretty good that's a good one definitely definitely no brand tied to a larger publicly traded conglomerate <laughs> no no lvmh brands <laughs> are gonna sign up with us probably no seiko epson brands uh are gonna or i think our niche is probably the micro brands yeah i think the micro brands um would i look good shirtless in it with an avid diver do you think i could do you think i could rock like a gavox well i'd have to well, hold on if i'm camming and we're gonna still talk about this do I just take my shirt off and sit there or do I have to take my shirt off and do like Legos with my feet? Like what am I supposed to do? You can, you can do several things. Well, you can, um, you can take your shirt off and you can do mukbang stuff, which is just eating on eating. Yeah. So I'm sure you my whole life. I gotta be good at it. I'm sure you'll get views. You can also, there are devices that you can, um, into yourself. Oh, sure. While you're while you're eating, and then um, like a Wi-Fi thing, and then people people w- oh, watching the stream can engage with that the button that interacts with that device. I get to eat and make money, and folks get to have some sort of visual simulation to help them reach orgasms. I feel like everyone wins yeah. in this scenario, <laughs> and whoever is watching wearing during that time also wins. I don't know if it's going to be you, Michael Happy, and the Gavax have a diver. Or maybe Steve wants to send us a raven. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. I'm just Steve would probably totally delete our numbers. You know, one day I really wish that that we could do uh, uh, an episode in the form of a stream where we could watch like live numbers of people 
listening. And as we get into topics, just, like just just see them leaving. <laughs> that used to happen when I did live streams on Instagram. Like I would start yeah. and be like, "Ooh, people are here," and then like, and then like fifteen minutes in, people are like, "This is fucking stupid," and I just leave. Yeah, it's like, oh, they're talking about nipples now. <laughs> it's been it's been forty five minutes of nipple talk. Here, we should probably really talk about watches. Yeah, now um, we're at seventeen minutes, so. I mean, we were kind of talking about watches before, but... This is all your fault at home. You're listening to me catching up with my best friend. I don't know what you people are doing in our private conversation. <laughs> That's what it is. However, you catch up with your friends after you don't talk with them for a while is literally what Michael and I are doing right now. And you yep. happen to be listening. You voyeur, you dirty boys. I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm trying to practice. <laughs> What are we talking about today? Episode 243 of the Two Broke Watch House podcast. This is an interesting one. So Michael noticed something um, that he and I were chatting about. Watch trade shows are coming back. I mean, the wind-up show is happening. Dubai Watch Week is happening. The Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair, which we have history with, is coming back. Like, this, it's, it's, I think we're far enough away from the idea that watch trade shows need to pivot online. And, like, now it's becoming, I guess, normal. But... That kind of begs the question, do we really need them? Like, do we as a watch community, and do 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 you, if you are listening, any brand owners or brand representatives, do you actually need watch trade shows? Because I, I think it, the jaded part of me says, you know, no, brr, but then the part of me that's practical says, it's not like, it's not as clear cut as I think it would be initially. You know what I'm saying? It's not, and it's something I, I, I really think probably... We, we may have talked about this in some way uh 2020 i'm sure we i'm sure we had an episode at some point where it's like basel world is dying and uh we literally wrote an obituary on the tbws website for basel world <laughs> do you remember that so we were talking about yeah it's we wrote it's an actual obituary it's very funny oh man so i'm sure we've talked about this at some point and now like two years later i i just i saw it this morning because um i've been trying to recalibrate how i like consume watch news and all that kind of stuff uh a popular watch news aggregation application seems to be sunsetting um so there's uh, i was and i i noticed that there was like a lot of show stuff and then um geneva watch days was happening when i was in uh, when i was in Vail, i think there was uh, some other one um, I don't know if it was, I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. A, a bunch of shows are happening now. And I, I was just kind of surprised cause I, I guess I just, I totally stopped paying attention. Uh, and for so long, yeah. my, my world was just like SIHH and Basel world. And that's like all I have to really worry about. And then at fall, like during the fall, like some brands go crazy and like Saker releases 30 things and, um, Tudor might do the same thing. Yeah, uh, well, but, there's there's definitely good stuff to talk about. I, I do have some thoughts on it for sure. Um, do you want to do you want to honor tradition? Do you for the two hundred forty third time though? Do you want to do you want to do a wrist check or should we not do a wrist check and fuck everything up? No, I think I think we can do a wrist check. Do we do a wrist check? Okay. Yeah, you should you should you should probably go first. You let us know how we're doing on time, by the way, because you're you have like apocalyptic internet going on right I, now our, our, our hasn't fully recovered from the hurricane but right now we're fine we're fine we're okay good. all right we're good um okay i can i can go first i'm wearing um patek <laughs> uh fatek philippe ah yes 
<laughs> the old fat tag. It goes really well with your Folex. Super nice, bro. Romex. I don't think I've, I've worn this on the show yet. It's a, it's a Divex. So Divex 200 meter diver. That's the official name of the watch because it's not really like, it's not a watch brand watch. It's the fuck a, is a dive? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What is that? <laughs> Stay with me here. I'm so, listening. <laughs> So the reason I, I went after this watch is really cool. It looks like it looks like the Citizen uh, Pro Master Diver that you gave me. A little bit, yeah. Mated with an SKX 007. So that's why that's why I really like this watch. I don't, th- did you pull up a photo? Divex Offshore 500. Uh, no, that wouldn't be it. The one. Let me get you a good photo. And while I look for it. Um. Yeah, getting this watch was sort of uh, it was a fun little journey. I had help from I had help from a, a Slack member actually. Um, so let me get. You. Yeah, they make a couple. They make one that's super beefy, and I think that's the <coughs> that's the five hundred that you probably saw. That's the one that I see. Yeah, I see a one that's two hundred. It looks like here. Yeah, so the two hundred meter diver is the one that I have and I'll let me just get you that exact link oh what a beautiful day a yeah beautiful so day over here it's in, in <clears throat> southwest Florida you should you should you should move here <laughs> you, you're just gonna keep trying I mean you know whatever you know you you, you, miss, uh, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take is that what it is <laughs> true <laughs> Now the, oh, I see the, your message here. Okay, what do we got? This, okay, yeah. So that that does have like this kind of like citizen look to it in some ways, but even that bezel insert, I really think that that bezel insert is the same exact one that Seiko sources it looks, for. It, it looks exactly like it, right? Yeah. So this is um. So it's kind of weird. It's not a. It's not a watch company. They're they're a proper dive equipment company they sell all the fun stuff that you need to live underwater and do underwater things right but but kind of in the spirit of the whole i guess dive shop ensemble they also they also sell kind of like these generic watches and Mm. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it's like a white label operation where somebody makes these and then you can get your you can get your logo on it I just 100%. thought this. Yeah. I just thought this logo is kind of cool because Divex just sounds cool, and then there's a there's a little there's a little guy diving. What is that? Is that little? Is that a little person? What is that? I think it's a person in like a serious, like dive suit thing. Like they oh, got fuck. a they got a mask on, and it looks like kind of industrial dive gear. But it's like a little... someone from like looks like someone from Rin Tin Tin. Hold on, I gotta find like a better. <laughs> I gotta find like a better. F- photo of this watch because uh, it's at like a weird angle it's not expensive so on the site now it's like what is it 99 pounds i think it was 83 not long ago um so it's probably just just over 100 bucks where did you even learn about this watch i saw them on instagram uh advertising works <laughs> well i don't i don't really think it was uh 
it wasn't really ads. Like I think there were some, there were a couple of YouTubers that had them and I thought they looked really cool. And the bezel especially is pretty unique and it's one of the nicest bezels to turn. Definitely. Really? It look it looks very nice and grippy. It's very, very grippy. Mm. The problem is that these, uh, they're based in Aberdeen and they don't really ship to, um, uh, you know, outs- outside, they, they don't ship to the, to the States. So I had to smuggle uh, it out in the Bible. <laughs> well, I struck a deal with somebody over okay. there who fancied one of my watches. And I said, Hey, if I send you this thing, can you help me get this? So that, that's how it went down. Wheeling and dealing. Look at us. <laughs> uh, otherwise it's, it's a pretty just basic quartz straight up dive watch, 200 meters, uh, I think it has a Seiko quartz movement inside, and mm. it comes it comes on a very Seiko-ish vented rubber strap. Um, I have it on a uh, a NATO from Prometheus Design Works, and I like it. It's a it's kind of like really lightweight and not fussy at all. The one thing I would change about this watch is that the crown is pretty tiny, so it's the only the only issue that i have with it it's probably the star actually no it wouldn't be the stock crown that came with the movement is it does, it, does the crown screw down it does screw down yeah yeah what's uh what, what what are the dimensions on this thing i'm trying to find it on the site oh i doubt that they'd even list it well <laughs> the, the lugs the lugs are 22 so i'm guessing that you know it, it really is a lot like a seiko skx 007 so probably I'm, 42-ish, 42.5 or something. 42-ish, lug-to-lug probably looks a hair under like maybe like 48 or something like that. There are a couple of guys that have made good videos on this watch. I think one of them is, let's see, let's call him out. Because one of the channels I do really like. Um, is it Just Watches? I, I can send this one to Just Watches. I would like to see him uh, do a, do a review. I'm so out of the YouTube loop. Oh yeah, chilling with watches. Yeah, he's okay. got a good he's got a good video on this one. I like that channel. Um, so, yeah, you can see the. Uh, oh, it looks like he even restored one. That's kind of cool. But yeah, kind of like, I don't know. It, it really is like a dive watch, like something you'd pick up in a dive shop or something like, oh, as you're checking out. <laughs> so what we're talking about is an actual tool watch. This isn't something where you've bought because of brand loyalty or to hang watchdog. Like this is something that's literally been designed with the most generic name possible to serve a specific function for folks who need to buy something on the fly, like in a dive. Like, like, do you remember? Um, do you remember when we had Steve on uh, from Raven Watches on the show, and he was talking about one of the first watches he bought? It was like a random dive watch, like dive shop watch. I can't remember. What it, was. it was called like Hydroblast or like something. It was something. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I'm talking about? I can't remember. I'm sorry, Steve, if you're listening. I can't remember the name of that watch was, but like he, it was like in the line when you're checking out at like a dive shop or at like a. It was like a sporting goods store or something like that. It was the Hurricane Master. It was. <laughs> God curses. Now you're giving me too much credit because I I start to get those neck beardy feelings when I <laughs> when I like track down things that are kind of hard to get but not hard to get because they're expensive. Right. But just because it you it kind of like 
it's not there's not really a straightforward way to to go about finding one or purchasing one so like, I, I like the slava medical kind of sort the of slava medical yeah that's a, that's a good point so like you know the the I, I will always remember, I suppose, the hunt, but it not, it wasn't really a hunt. It was more kind of like, hey, I know you've been eyeballing this watch that I have. How about if I ship this over to you? You kind of help me out and, uh, you know, figure out a way to ship me one of these. So, yeah. Okay. It was, it was fun. Pretty cool. Okay, well, congrats on the new – is this new? How long have you had this? No, it's been it's been a few months. How, how, what, what, what else don't I know? What else do I not know, Michael? Oh, Kaz. <laughs> One day I'll have to walk you through my vault. Walk me through the vault, man. Show me all the longers, everything. My vault of black dial, generic dive watches on NATO straps. <laughs> and this one I found in a quarter machine uh in the in a in a barber shop that i found uh, i was transferring airports uh, in seoul really interesting really interesting called a called the time time twister if you will okay well, that's cool that's a good watch you should have a, you should have actually that's actually a really funny idea a collection of just nameless black dial dive watches i mean that's kind of like what i've been liking more right? and more uh it's it's pretty i think i this might be a different episode, but I've, I think I've accepted that I'm not really uh, into. Mm. Please don't say watches. Please don't say watches. Please don't say watches. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much desire I have anymore to like hunt down a like nice luxury watch. You know. Okay. Yes. Even, I understand. Even, even the ones that I think some I have now that some people would put in that bracket, like they're not they're not the prettiest watches like you know the the spitfire chronograph is like i don't know it's a black dial chronograph on a nato and that's how i wear it and i think it's nice but it's not fancy i suppose sure oh yeah no i I totally get it so yeah that was was never your jam no no it really wasn't and every single time i try to force it and make it my jam it just doesn't work yeah that makes sense yeah you know so yeah, it's a lot of black dial watches on nylon straps for me <laughs> lately. How's the how is the Citizen Promaster, the EcoDrive? How is it treating you? It's good. I wear that one. I wear that one on runs. I wear that one on the weekend uh, sometimes. It's a great watch. I love putting it on the windowsill and charging it. <laughs> it's never actually. It's only lost charge once, and I think that was after shortly after moving i still had a lot of stuff in boxes but i had to go and do some work um work on your um, on your promaster review that you have on the on the site and so i was just kind of going through and looking at that and i was just seeing all the photos and i'm like oh man i'm so I'm, happy he's got this watch i really like my photos on that article <laughs> oh my god very good photos i like the photos I mean, in all your articles we we can talk about the seiko 5 gmt piece um when i when i when we when we round up the the, the oh, rest okay. <laughs> yeah but yeah that's that's what i'm wearing a uh, a generic white label branded uh, quartz dive watch on a nylon strap by Dynamics. I'm, I'm wearing 85% the opposite thing. The okay. only thing our, our watches have in common is that they're both quartz. Okay, cool. I'm wearing my Omega Seamaster. It's not white label, it's not black, it's not on nylon, uh, and it's not nameless. <laughs> so that's it. I'm wearing. No, I love this watch. This, this was my hurricane watch. I think we were talking about that. I, I experimented and tried putting this thing on a NATO for a little bit, and like, it was okay. 
it works on the NATO, but man, it's it's got to stay on the bracelet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, guess <clears throat> that does have to stay on the bracelet. And I know. I got. I, 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 you know, baby, I was weak. It was a moment of weakness. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe I'll try it on a NATO. Part of me is thinking I might want to try it on like a, on like a silicone strap, like a dive strap, mm-hmm. for all that fucking diving, you know, that I'm that I'm 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 I'm, I'm known <laughs> to do. Um, Mastering hurricanes. Mastering just out there, just punching the wind without a shirt on. My wife's just like inside, looking out the window, shaking her head. You know, the uh, no, I love this watch, and I think I'm gonna keep it on the bracelet. But every now and then, I'm just like. One thing I'm realizing is I don't really know if I have a watch in my collection I can have fun with straps with. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I, for a long time, I used to love swapping out straps. And um, I don't really think I have anything like that. Not even with the SNK? I mean, that's the one that I'd probably mess mess with on straps the most. It works, but the thing is, since it's a green dial... Like, oh, yeah, it is. it's not fully because yeah, I have the green dial one because I think you had the cream dial one or the black one. At one point, I had the green, the cream, and the black at the same time. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I went through a phase where I was like, I'm gonna catch them all, I want to catch them all, man. Yeah, so I mean, like, it, it that one, yeah, you know, but I, I think that's why for a long time I was looking at the Tudor Black Bay 36. Because I could have, I could have fun with straps with that watch, um, but I think I've kind of, I think I've drifted apart from that watch. There's a couple other watches I have in mind. Can I, Michael? Is this a safe space? Can I confess something to you? Yeah, I'll confess something to you after this. So you you go first. Okay, I'll do I'll do my confession. Well, yeah, okay, I'll do my confession first, and then and then you and then you do your confession. All right. I've been having lustful thoughts. Okay. <laughs> do you, do you, four four hail marys. <laughs> four oh okay, I can handle that. Um, I've been having I've been having lustful, uh, dark, non-minimal watch collector thoughts. Do you remember the Archimede Pilot Forty Two GMT? Yeah, yeah. That's a really that, that's a really nice watch. That is a nice watch. <clears throat> you you think, really like that one when we saw it in. I think SF. I might buy that. I think I might buy that watch. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what happens. But that. Yeah, we have a fun write-up on the watch on our site, and um, the, you took you took you took fantastic photos of that watch. That was a that was a magic room that wherever <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Wherever like the worn and wound guys picked to to do the show that year, mm-hmm. there was this like one magical space way in the back where everyone the, was back there taking photos. All the photographers were like, "Oh my god, the lighting is great!" <laughs> so we all just like crammed back there in this little like patio thing. Every photographer's neck beard was just bristling with delight at how <laughs> nice the lighting was back there. Yeah. Every now and then someone would walk back there with like a drink to relax and they're like, I don't, I don't want to be here with these fucking nerds. I'm going to get out of here. And they would just leave and they would just leave the rest of everyone else taking photos of <laughs> men's wrists and watches. But no, that, I'm thinking that watch yeah, might be a fun strap watch. I think so. It's a, it's like a 40, it's a 42, something like that. 42. It's a, it's a 42, very nice Flieger. Um, it's GMT. It's a little large, but man, I remember when I had that on my wrist, I was like, fuck. This is very nice. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good your turn. One. What 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 do you what's your confession? It's just I was just you. I was just thinking more about the fancy stuff and like for a while I yeah you know, I posted a photo 
uh, a little while back. I was at an Omega boutique and that got some people talking about what oh I was doing. Oh my God, that there. was so funny, <laughs> dude. Everyone was, everyone's heads were exposed. So Michael just posted a photo of himself like sitting like point of view style in the back area of like the Omega boutique. And there's like an Omega magazine and like all this Omega paraphernalia everywhere. And everyone in the slack is just like, Oh my God. Like everyone's just like speculating. Like what Michael's, what did he buy? What is this? Is he cashing in? What's happening? And I'm just like, he's probably getting something serviced or he's using the bathroom. That's probably what's happening. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I was looking at those fancy, those again, those fancy ceramic Seamasters, and I feel like every time you, I, I you come to, you come to those a lot, it seems like. But you know, you know what it is, Kaz, and I've 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 fought it for too long. Mm. It just has. To, I think it has to be the sister watch to the one that you have, the black dial with the sword hands quartz. Really, Michael? They've gotten so expensive. Really? How how expensive is expensive? They're breaking three K sometimes. That wasn't like. <laughs> the fuck i know it's crazy come on watch we're all about the housing market but what's happening whatever maybe some we could be quartz we could be quartz seamaster bros i know i should have just gotten two when we uh (laughs) when y'all gifted me this point she should just look up look see if there's like a bogo deal or something (laughs) i'm looking for something in the bogo seamaster it's like Mm -hmm. okay we're not joma shop bro (laughs) <laughs> no, the um, I like you know what's funny. Every time I see a photo of one of the new ceramic, not new, one of the the current generation ceramic bezel and deep wave dial Omega Seamasters, they're gorgeous. The photos are gorgeous. They photograph yeah. fantastically. But every time I see one in person, it just doesn't click for me because in my mind, it's not supposed to be blingy. Yeah, it's a lot. So it's like it's almost like the watch is wearing. Broadway stage makeup like in order for it to, saying it in order for it to show up like that well in photos and look great in promo materials and then you see it in person and you see the those those waves are like laser etched real deep in there and that ceramic is super shiny yeah I th- like the only one that I think would really work is probably the black because it's mm. it's still the most subdued, but it's still very fancy looking. I keep wanting to like the two tone one because I still really want something two tone. Two tone, yeah. In the collection, but I do that watch. The two tone version of that watch is the worst version. Yeah. Of the of that watch, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't look good two tone. I don't know about Omega two tone. I don't. Something I mean, weirds me out about it. I feel it. like I've seen some Aquateras. Yeah. Might have made it work, but. Maybe one day, Michael, I'll just rob a bank and just go and get a bluesy, a nice five-digit bluesy. We can, I mean, you let me know. I, I'm always down for bank robbery. A good old-fashioned uh, good old fashioned homegrown bank robbery. They don't make crime like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> Should probably do some kind of disclaimer. Michael and I are joking. We're not robbing a bank. We're not advocating the robberies of any banks, and we don't think crime was or is or ever has been or should be glorified nostalgically isn't it amazing how we can and never scene. we can never run for office because of this, po- <laughs> this podcast is it this podcast or well i guess we're natural born citizens so i guess we could yeah. technically run for office but the second someone tried to find some shit on us who who god 
they could choose from my illustrious Pokemon trading card game career, my lower than average uh, GPA, uh, or this show. Really, they could have their pick. (laughs) (laughs) Quite a bit of content for both of us. (laughs) I was a fabulously illustrious C student on my best day. Usually I was a D student, which really pissed my parents off because I went to private school, so they paid for an idiot. That's how I that's how I see it as an adult now. Like they paid for their son to be stupid. <laughs> they paid for D's, bro. Sorry, mom and dad. Who you're still fine. have you're fine. No you idea. have a watch podcast now. I have a watch yeah, that's you're the mu- that's that's the mark of making it. You're doing great. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is fun. Oh, I guess that's the wrist check. Let's catch up on the site. <laughs> this is the best show ever. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, everyone. Kaz here from Two Broke Watch Knobs. Um, housekeeping, go check out the site. Michael and I are getting back into the swing of things. We're posting a lot of really, really fun. Just We're posting a good combination of what I would constitute as like great foundational watch uh, inf- foundational watch information because we get emailed and DM'd and smoke signaled and snail mailed all the time about people asking us just for like very and not not to be disparaging very general advice and so Michael and I were like you know what let's just get more foundational content on the site and let's keep doing things the TBWS way so that said um, we mentioned last episode there's a really fun piece on collating what we feel are the best dive watches under a thousand bucks we also have a new piece on here um really kind of getting together a great list of affordable um moon phase watches what i constitute as affordable is something i think i tried to keep it under 2k or under 1.5k so a lot of these are quartz but some of these are not quartz and i want to tell you the one the cheapest if it's if it's helpful to anyone to know this, the most affordable mechanical moon phase you could purchase right now was a fucking surprise to me. It is the Glycine Combat Moon Phase. Michael, did you as the resident Glycine expert, did you know there was a Glycine Combat Moon Phase? I did not. I had no fucking idea. It looks cool. I like it it's- more than some of these other ones. Uh, yes, some of these other ones are aesthetically not my cup of tea, but they fit parameters that I think you know someone would enjoy. But not, so if you're looking for the most affordable mechanical, for some reason, for mechanical moon phase, it is the Glycine Combat Moon Phase. Go to the website twobookwatchtimes.com and check out the other pieces that are on here. There's a lot of quartz ones. There's some other mechanical ones um, as well. There's some casual ones. There's some sporty ones. I also break down how to read a moon phase dial, which is something I never really thought I would be doing MS Paint graphics for, but, you know. I have, I have no clue. Not here we are. Well, Michael, you should read my article because <laughs> I, I explain how people can read different moon phases. I busted out MS Paint and I made my own fucking diagrams for it. Very nice. It's a little, it's a, it, it looks a little bit like I made a bunch of off-brand little prints covers, but it's fine. You know what I mean? It's 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 not a big deal. So <laughs> I feel like I make that joke a lot. I don't know why. Go and check that out. Ton of fun if you're in uh, if you're looking for moon face p uh, 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 options. I will pass the Michael. I'll pass the Michael to you, Mike. I'll pass the mic to you, Michael. You have our latest review up here of the Seiko Five uh, GMT. You took such nice photos with this thing. Why can't I take photos as nice as you? You do. <clears throat> no, I don't. All my photos are like I took them like in the dark after fucking just I don't know doing ten pushups because I'm very weak. 
I almost got stung by a bee during one of these photos. But um, which photo was it? So I know the one in front of the the lavender. Ah, uh, yes, it's right under the questions. Yeah, there were that's, a lot of bees there. That that's where they go. They, <laughs> so they many bees go to the lavender. Um, yeah, no, this this I I guess I finally got to review the watch that I imagined would be a perfect release from Seiko. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Cause, it's cause we talked about this back in the day we're like oh what if they did an SKX or a Seiko 5 automatic GMT yeah. I think I said they would never do it because it'd be too expensive to get the machining to do their own in-house movements to just pivot something on the 4R or 6R platform to be GMT but fucking fuck me they did it and then um, like people did really weird mods I think I think you can go on YouTube and find some dude that tried to like fit a Ronda GMT or like some quartz GMT movement in there. Like thumbing cool. it in there as hard as he can. You I know. know right? <laughs> um, no, th- these, these are, these are fine watches. I really like what Seiko did with this um, 475. I doubt people are paying that. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it really was the orange, but that's trivial. I mean, I think the blue one looks pretty cool. I'd probably go for the black, um and hopefully in the future they come with uh flatter dials that don't have that shiny sunburst or sunray effect to them because that's the only thing that kind of threw me off but that's kind of silly oh it's not flat it's not like a matte flat there's a slight sunburst or no sorry like like a there's a slight sheen to it yeah i tried to i tried to illustrate that with the docks uh, side by side but that it's not the best photo to see that you you really have to experience it in person what really got me was whatever they did to visually split the bezel and how the bezel is more reflective on one side than it is on the other so you can kind of it looks like a it looks like a fully black gmt uh insert but it's actually kind of like gray and black in some lights it's uh, the the one you can see it on the number six in that one photo on the acoustic guitar you can see it start see. to like shift to gray um, just by the date. It's kind of wild. I don't I don't huh. know what Seiko did to do that. Maybe it's a defect and we're just overthinking it. No. <laughs> you think it's intentional? It's a feature? Well, a, lot, a lot of people have, have discovered it, so <laughs> I think it's a feature. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What um I saw your I, I, I saw that you were very happy with the um, bracelet. <laughs> It's what it needs I, to be. I'm happy with the bracelet because it's it's one of those things that most people don't like. And I think I'm happy with it just because it's a cheap It's a janky Jubilee. We've been we've been, Yeah, we've been talking on janky jubilees for a long time, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> people will pay uh six figures for a, a GMT master on a janky jubilee. So I mean <laughs> stop crying. That's um, so good. But so are yeah, you ready? He, are you ready for four hundred dial colors of this watch I, to come out? Soon? I mean, I I wouldn't mind. I'd like something a little bit less fancy, I suppose. Um, How? What part of this was fancy? Is it the the bezel looks like it's shiny? That sheen, I get the sheen on the dial. I don't mind the sheen on the bezel, but mm. the, the dial is kind of like whoa. It's like whatever. But maybe I should mess with the the black one or the blue one uh, if I ever get to handle one in person 
Or just wait for the Saves the Ocean version to come out. Yeah, there probably will be a Saves the Ocean, but that'll right. have that'll have like manta rays swimming on it. So. Yeah, dude, it's gonna it's gonna have like 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 it's it's gonna have like I really I'm gonna make a nudie pen joke again, but I really want to Saves the Ocean nudie pen version where like right side up it's just like mermaids and mermen and they're like clothed or whatever, and then you turn it upside down and then their like tops fall off. As you go read the time, that's the motion you have to make for the tops to fall off. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I haven't thought this idea really through fully, but like Seiko, <clears throat> I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. Give me a nudie pen saves the save save the seat model for the GMT master or the G- come, for the fucking GMT Seiko by GMT. Not GMT it may come in five years, just like this came like five years after we talked about it. That's true. Maybe maybe we're Seiko prescient. Could don't we have t- Seiko foresight? Don't don't lose hope, Kaz. <laughs> Come on, nudie pens. That's cool though. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to get the review up on the site. Everyone go and check it out, tubewokewatchnobs.com. Um there is a lot of other really kind of fun stuff on here. My fossil review is up here, getting a ton of traction. Folks are really, really digging it a lot. We also have a piece on here talking about um just a really nice comprehensive list of affordable um watch brands and everything like that. We're working on some new pieces as well. I'm going to be doing I'm going to be doing a Daniel Wellington review soon. Because why the fuck not? <laughs> it's the perfect it's the perfect realization. It's the perfect it's the perfect like I did a Michael Kors review. I did a I did a, a Vincero review. I did a Fossil review. I just need to do a Scoggin review. I need to do uh a Daniel Wellington review? I need to do a Kate Spade watch review? Fucking why not? What else? What other reviews do I need to do? We need to get you like a Royal Oak after all of this torture that you're putting yourself through. Nah, <laughs> it's like fine. Review one of those. I got my Grand Seiko. I'm fine. <laughs> Dude, that thing... I fucking love my Grand Seiko. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I can see why you're you're a bit cold on the, uh, the BB-36 now because like... I don't know. It's hard to go next level in terms of a practical watch that i think is geared to your taste mm-hmm. after I, that that gs you know that's why i'm thinking like i don't know i'm i'm kind of really i'm either really interested in that archimedes pilot 42 gmt or i might want to find something maybe like a 39 millimeter fleeker or um i don't know something I, I'm craving something. I'm not quite sure yet what it is. I don't know. I I do eventually. I think I I think. I'll talk about that later. I'll talk about the with you offline. But I think right now, yeah. I think I I I. I gotta see. I gotta figure out what I want to do. I'm excited to hear this. Okay. You know, so but yeah, go to the site tubewatchups.com. If you have any other ideas for any other pieces you think would be fun for us to put on the site, let us know. Also, just give us feedback on the site because I'm I'm gonna let everyone in on a secret about two broke watch knobs. Okay, it really is just the two of us. <laughs> um, I don't have a team of web designers. We don't have a team of like site quality specialists. It's literally Michael and I try. I mean, this is not our job. We have actual jobs. Um, it's literally Michael and I trying to find time to express our passion for our friendship for humor because I do think a large a piece of what we do is humor based and just watches and helping people find great deals 
we try to just find little pockets of moments to work on the site for that. So that said, um, always open to thoughts and feedback and things like that you'd want to see on the site. So yeah. definitely let us know. <clears throat> Give us a holler. You can um, you can reach us at tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Or you can just leave a comment on any one of the posts. Um, also, when you leave a comment, Please don't then repeat that comment 50 times because it hasn't shown up on the site yet. I have to literally manually approve every comment people people leave on a post in the on our yeah. site. Yeah, because we get some weird comments. We get some fucking weird comments. And then we get some very mean comments also because people yeah. are mean. And it's the internet. So it's like, whatever, dude. So just putting that out there. Michael, would you like to talk about watch trade shows? Yeah, I mean, I, in the last like thirty seconds, <laughs> we have no, way more time than that. We're good. I just, I don't, I don't know what to think about them anymore. And I just, I, I saw your Slack message. Uh, it, it must have been like six a.m. for me today, and I was just like, "What do we talk about?" And I'm like, "Watch shows are happening." <laughs> Why? <laughs> you, know? you know what's interesting? I think. I think the people who go to watch shows, and by the people who go to watch shows, I generally mean mm, the people who get excited for watch shows. So usually it's collectors like you and I who get excited. Remember how you were describing earlier, like, SHH releases, like, refreshing, constantly going on Hodinkee or Block to Watch, seeing what the new releases were. Like, those types of, of, of end consumers, because that's what we are, we're end consumers, we view these watch trade shows differently than the brands brands yes. tend to view these watch trade shows as uh, oh this is the the huge event this is everything this is you know we've been building up to this is going to be the main avenue to get hype and and you know um, um, eyeballs on our new releases and you know as if ba- not Basel, Basel's gone now. as if you know watches and wonders is something to win I want to win watches and wonders and i think on the end user side we get so excited or into this sort of idea of the watch show honestly i blame um i blame collecting and subculture um just normalizations so you're not a real comic book fan unless you love comic-con unless you obsess Mm. over comic-con or make a big deal about going like, oh, I haven't fed my kids in six months so we can afford tickets to San Diego Comic-Con. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you don't really like comic books unless you get amped about a con or go to a con. I'm yeah. not saying watch trade shows are like cons, but I think the way we as collectors are trained in our brains, we have to make a big deal about stupid bullshit like SIHH and Watches and Wonders. We think about it differently as fans, whereas brands are thinking about it as product showcases. Yeah, I think a part of that, what I've sort of been thinking that these shows are almost split in two. You have shows that are, um, you have shows that are geared towards presenting the, uh, presenting the product in a very PR very sort of PR fashion. So you have a ton of bloggers there. You have a ton of influencers and YouTubers at places like, you know, Watches and Wonders or Geneva Watch Days, whatever it's called now. 
uh, Dubai Watch Week. That, like these are all places where influencers and bloggers and media types go. The people that crack open press releases and just like, all right, I'm going to make a video about this now. I'm going to do this interview now. You have those shows uh, that are also, I think, reserved for making arrangements with dealers after mm-hmm. the new products are, are released. And then you have other shows, and I think this has only been until recently, that are geared towards the end consumer, where you can like, where you can go, you can see and touch, and in many, in many cases buy. And that's why I, I, I do give Wind Up a lot of credit because, the, I mean, there wasn't a lot of watch show happenings in the states to begin with, mm-hmm. but I think, um, I think JCK has some watch stuff in Vegas, but it's like a lot of jewelry, and again, it's very, jewelry, yeah. I think it's more for dealers uh, and things like that and some new releases, but like something like a wind up, you can go, I mean, I can meet Dan Henry and I can buy a cool quartz chronograph for That's like a good 200 point. bucks. Yeah. So there, there's, I don't know, there, there are different types and I guess the one that I question more is the whole like big media type announcement thing because if mm-hmm. you want to do that, I would say that there's a third kind and it's like the Braemont townhouse stuff, which we, we saw that happening. And I think when we started talking about this kind of thing years ago, we were like, man, more brands should do that because it seems super fun. You can almost, if you want to make yourself look exclusive, like a lot of these brands do like do that, be like, yeah, we're too good for Basel world this year. We're doing our own thing. Like that's kind of cool for the most part. (laughs) cheaper yeah i would say so you're not you're not paying like the exhibition fees you're not necessarily i mean you might have to rent like a cool space you know but that's nicer nicer bathrooms nicer bathrooms but i mean god knows that that might still be cheaper than you know whatever people were paying uh to exhibit at at basel or sihh yeah so I, I, I like, well, the thing is, I think that's what, that's to me is what the interesting thing is about the trade shows and brands. I wish brands understood they could take control of their own, not marketing, but press awareness. You don't have to rely on SIHH to get the word out on something you're doing. You can literally start your own watch trade show with blackjack and hookers and it'll be fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Are so we like, saying that's what Braemont did? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what Braemont did. They started their own watch trade show with blackjack and hookers. They probably actually had blackjack and hookers there. They probably wouldn't hookers there. You know what I mean? It was probably very nice. Now they're never going to send us a watch. <laughs> that's fine. It's 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 fine. It'll, it's for the best. It's better this way, Michael. Well, now I want yeah. a Braemont. <laughs> <laughs> that's too good. But like, but like, but I think for me that's the big thing. I wish brands understood how much power they actually had in just being able to directly connect with consumers. Is a, is a Rolex release going to be any less prestigious if it's announced at a trade show versus them just putting the word out on their own, either on their website or through direct PR interfacing with like fucking the whole dinky people and a blog to watch and all these big, you know what I mean? Like, the trade show doesn't need to exist. Yeah, I don't I don't know about brands like Rolex though. Cause when I don't trust them either. That's a good point. <laughs> Sorry, what point were you making? No, I, I think the point that I'm I'm trying to see 
a situation where Rolex would do something uh, more kind of more intimate, like you're saying, like not necessarily on a big scale of uh, like Basel or something like that or whatever it's called these days. Um, it's, it's almost as if, uh, I don't know, Versace were to release a new line outside of a big fashion show. Mm. So like in the world of fashion, all those big names release whenever a fashion week is happening or a big right. fashion show is happening. So it's almost like the same thing. I would, I would find it difficult to see Rolex doing something outside of that context. Maybe there's there comes, no precedent for it. Yeah. Maybe there comes a point. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. The great thing with Braymon is there wasn't really a precedent in their history to keep doing that. They're just like, we're already sort of existing on the fringe of upmarket, you know, orology by being a British brand striving to be British made. Yeah. You don't have to stay in this fucking swish, 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 swiss watch trade show fucking bullshit. I, I used to just like really long to go to to like one of those those big shows and i I think there might still be a couple that i would like to see in person but definitely not not anymore Mm i i could do without i could do with less of the the big shows and more of the kind of see for yourself feel experience and possibly buy on the spot like that that's kind of cool I like the wind-up format because the wind-up format is basically a farmer's market. Yeah, and they were very it's a smart. farmer's market for watches. They were very smart in that the, the brands that they attracted at first were like kind of all brands that you couldn't really go see at a Macy's or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that 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 Pilot GMT that you're talking about, I mean, you saw it at wind-up. And like, wind-up. you can either see it there or you can buy a blind and hope that you sort of like it. Yeah. That's a really good point. So that's, I think if if more gathering for watches starts to happen again, uh, you know, um, I, I'd like for it to look like that. The mm-hmm. one thing I'm not, the one thing I'm not noticing is that if you if you take something like a wind up, I haven't I haven't noticed brands reserving that time to make a big announcement or a big release or something. It might during maybe, wind up. Yeah, maybe it happened this year or something, but that's I think that would change it because then then brands could could see like okay, like we can invest in this space, buy a table here, buy a booth, whatever. Um we can talk to folks, we can show things, but we can also announce things here. Uh and and they could get right. coverage. And but I think here, this this year they they did like press like Registration, so maybe that change is coming. But here's the problem: the thing is, as soon as you start, as soon as brands start realizing it's an avenue to do press releases or share big news and events, then you'll get larger and larger brands wanting to go. Which means the price to entry is going to go higher and higher. Which means the brands who don't have an advertising revenue as large as like Citizen, yeah, they can no longer go to stuff like wind up anymore and so brands that we don't normally see in macy's we wouldn't even be able to see there if it gets too expensive yeah so it's just like i i and it's good it, mark my words it's gonna happen i think wind up is gonna get 
to the point unless it's unless unless the wind up folks actively control how the financial barrier to entry works but i think at some point wind up is going to get so expensive you're going to see brands um smaller micro brands or smaller sort of niche brands going less and then not at all hmm. <clears throat> fucking it's not cheap especially for some of these brands who aren't even in the u.s yeah to line all their shit over here that is having true to fight through customs and shit and then, like, having to try to find a hotel in fucking New York or Chicago or San Francisco. Didn't didn't somebody have, like, a ton of their stuff tied up in customs? Was it was it Archimede when, when we... Oh, God, I can't remember, but that happened to someone at the somebody was up, at, like... Somebody was at, like, a table with a watch because... It was, like, their stuff. watch. It was, like, it was like their Casio DW5600, like, on the table. <laughs> and they... Because they didn't... Have, I, God, I can't remember who this was. But yeah, no, they had all their shit tied up in customs, and they're just like, they're just like, I, I, I'm here, but I don't have anything, and I'm hoping they give me my shit back. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. well, that's fucking terrifying. So like, I'm a small business owner. Why would I fucking do that again? Especially yeah. if you, and this that happens, especially if you go to wind up, and you don't sell any watches. You then have to hope. Oh well, I hope I get, I did enough brand awareness to one day, someone will buy a watch. That's another thing to consider because. Um, you know, I, I certainly love the idea of going to a local, like, like a domestic show in the States mm-hmm. and interacting with a brand that, um, is not like the easiest to purchase from. So like, think a like a Doxa or Stova, um, like, or even Zinn, like Zinn has one U.S. distributor and it's watch buys. Like you can buy them from one place and it's online. Mm. But like I, th- I think when they come here internationally, they can't necessarily sell at all or sell a ton just because of like I don't know how that works, but yeah, that's regulations a good point. and stuff. So you might talk to a brand and you say like, "Hey, are you are you selling anything at the show?" And they'll they'll tell you no. So yeah. I don't know. So it's it, it's I, interesting. I just know that I want to see more of that. I want to see less of the Brightling girls at like the big do they have brightling oh the fly girls i I thought they i thought they fired them all and they're all gone or are they they back (laughs) fired them all (laughs) ah who am i kidding they were 1099 i'm (laughs) so sure those people were not employees which is very frustrating um yeah less interested in that more interested in in that kind of intimate I mean, if Breitling did an event on their own, again, I think that's another cool brand that could do like just a, a single brand specific specific event and make it super cool. Bell and Ross, they should do something like that. Ooh, I keep forgetting about Bell and Ross. Because they're like, they're like on their own still. They're niche, they're niche. And they're, they're uh, yeah, they're, they're independent. They're not owned by anyone, are they? I think... They might be owned by somebody, but I don't know if it's like, oh man, I think I figured it out the other day and now I'm going to have to look it up because it's going to be Does Invicta, does Invicta own them? That, that would be hilarious. Aren't they both Florida brands? Isn't, does, isn't Bill and Ross based in Florida? Don't lie to me. Are they? I thought they were. I could totally be thinking of something else. Okay, no, it says headquartered in France. Okay, fucking, that's, those are very different places. In case you didn't know, France and Florida are different places. I thought they were owned by somebody. I guess I can't figure that out. 
Yeah, well. But anyways, that's that's my stance on shows. Less less of the big party stuff, more of the uh, more of the intimate setting, I guess. Won't but someone think of the watches? Won't someone think? I just it can't be easy to put together. Like if <clears throat> if you and I wanted to do something that the Warner Mountain guys did, like that's just that could be nuts. It, it depends. Um, if you start domestic and work with folks who are local, really, you just need to rent out a an Elks Lodge or a Knights of Columbus a bingo hall and get a couple of uh, folding tables up and uh, tell people, hey, you know, this weekend come hang out. We're going to have uh, Dryden, Raven, and, you know... Um, I don't. Know, I can't think of any other. I can't. This is literally the only two U.S. micro brands I can think of right now. But like, <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? It's it it, it depends. It's. It, it, I don't know. It. I feel like we have to actively be Instagram people again. It's annoying. But oh, that, please don't make me. That's where you find. That's where you find that kind of. I feel like I've seen. Um, I mean, you remind me. I think. I think the Kansas area brands did some some similar stuff like that like smaller meetups oh and doesn't uh what's his name this one guy he runs a site it's just one dude i forget his name a site is it is it a it's a it's a watch site (laughs) oh okay there's lots of sites out there you know the guy the guy guys guys you know the guy and he has the site you remember like oh my god fucking that could be literally anyone on earth <laughs> he gets really good rankings for a lot of the the, the watch stuff that we would try to write about Gosh. oh teddy not teddy not teddy he doesn't do shows i think um anyway i forgot they'll come but, back to you at like four in the morning yeah there 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 have there have been attempts to do i think other smaller um domestic watch like the time bomb that guy the bump that dude I, I think he's i think he, he's there's something he's associated with some some kind I, of I, I vaguely remember this i don't know if he kept it up though okay yeah it's tough it can't be easy like you yeah. said you have to rent a bingo hall you gotta <laughs> just as soon as the quinceanera is cleaned up from last night then it's your turn you can get in there and get all your fucking watch <laughs> freaks and you can do whatever the fuck which is basically what I do. think NAWCC, uh, National Association of Ock. Watch. Yeah, right? I think that's what they do. Bingo halls. You need walls and a roof. What more yeah. do you need? You know? So funny. Yeah, I don't know if time... I remember... I, I vaguely remember this because I think he was like... Because he's up, he's up in the Northeast, um, fairly certain. And uh, I vaguely remember but there's one show that I think is different from all of the others. And Which I st- one is that? I still can't put my finger on it because I don't think maybe some things were for purchase there, maybe not. I can't really remember. There were there was a PR component where things were sort of being announced and flaunted. And then at the same time, you can walk in with a bucket of cash and you can leave with your own brand. And you already know where I'm going with this. This is hey. the Hong Kong Watch and Clock Fair. Do you want to go back? Hey, September 5th through 9th, 2023. I don't know. Go back for part two. <laughs> go back for part two. 
that's that's a show that I still can't figure out. I can't tell. I can't tell if that, that that's certainly not geared at the casual consumer. No, that is for people that that is that is purely. Did you not notice we were the only two press idiots who were there? But they had press registration. It was like a lemonade stand next to the actual like business like retailer registration. It was a little tent. It was like a little tent they made at a palace they found out back. You know what I mean? Like, Let's see. There's still a press tab on the site. <laughs> the Hong Kong Washington Clock Fair. Um, so Michael and I were there in 2018. It is purely a show geared for business transactions to make... Uh, you know parts relationships or if you wanted to if you were an independent business person you could literally show up there with a checkbook and a pen and you could either find a one-stop shop to make a watch that you want to make or you can go and source your own parts and then have some sort of other process where they get assembled like it is purely geared towards business transactions also michael you and i learned uh, uh they don't like you they don't like when you pull out cameras and um yeah, some some people. I think it was yeah. it was ETA that was pretty strict, right? <clears throat> we were trying to take pictures, and the ETA folks were just like, "Like, what the fuck are you doing? Put your cameras <laughs> away!" And like, and like, it was that Solita spies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you get back to your goddamn Miyota booth. You tell those motherfuckers to go to hell. It's like, oh my god, dude, Miyota didn't say Miyota's here. Okay, goodbye. You know what I mean? Like, the Miyota booth was awesome. They were actually. totally fine with cameras. Yeah, they gave a shit. That place was sweet, dude. Do you did we did we actually try to buy some of those Miyota dials from we them? Asked. I can't remember. No, I we think asked. we did. We did. Yeah, yes. And she was very confused. Yeah. I was like, if I give you money, can I can I take that? It just it did not work out. Like, <laughs> the fuck is wrong with these two fucking Americans? <laughs> Dude, I need you can't just buy it. I need this. <laughs> that that show can stay. I'm okay with that show staying. I love that show. I, I love the experience of that show because it was so unbosily. It was so unfanboy. Yeah. But uh yeah. I think still um Spinnaker was there showing off new stuff. I don't think they made a, a big fuss about it, but That was fun. Um they like had they, they took the they took the opportunity to like um take PR out of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fun. It was fun to hang out in their booth. They had like couches, but it wasn't weird or pretentious. And like, um, we ran into someone else that was there. It was a he was a watch retailer in the UK. Who was that guy? Uh, I'm not sure. Traska was there too. That was fucking hilarious because we just we just literally bumped into him. Yeah, he jumped out of a closet. He's like, "Hey, ah, ah, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> how long have you been here? Days." <laughs> I've been waiting days for you guys to walk by this janitor's closet. <laughs> Hi. I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> I've been searching for the perfect, beautiful teal dial. <laughs> uh, he might have found it too. Yeah. I haven't checked in on Traska in a while. Yeah, they got some cool stuff in the works. Uh, yeah, no. I, I, they, yeah, it's, it's, it's literally just a, it's just a person. Um, but yeah, no, I... I, I I'm fine with Hong Kong, with the Hong Kong watching clock fair. We could try, we could try to go back in 2023, part two. I think we've grown a little bit more because we don't, don't even, have to starve. I don't have don't, to starve. You don't. Well, I felt so. This we went to Hong Kong when Michael was still vegan. Dude, you were just eating like like gas station crackers that you knew were Cliff vegan. Cliff bars, Cliff bars, yeah. <laughs> 
And then we found dude. one Mexican place, and I'm like, I'm going to have four burritos. <laughs> dude, that was really good Mexican food we had in Hong Kong. <laughs> it was really good. And now now the tables have flipped. How the fuck am I supposed to navigate Hong Kong with a gluten allergy? Ooh. You might does, have it any, any... <laughs> does it have any flour in it? What do you mean? The flour, flowers grow outside. No, fuck. The, um... oh, this is not going well. <laughs> How the fuck do I do? You know what I mean? Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need, I'm like, I'm gonna need like some kind of fucking help or something like that. But we'll, we'll figure it out. But let's see. We can talk. If we, if we do go back though, I still want to make more terrorist hostage videos like we did in the <laughs> hotel room. Because <laughs> that's that what, was either that was either hostage video or the intro to our our foray into uh, amateur pornography. <laughs> the thumbnail is so good for those. Right? It's like it's like it's like oh, these two dudes are about to fuck. Like that's that's what's about. That's what that thumbnail. Ah, good stuff. That's what that thumbnail is about to tell me. So, I might lose my internet in approximately forty seconds. What do you think? Should we roll the dice and see what happens? Mm. Thirty seconds. We can. All right, we can say bye here. Let us let us know what you want out of watch shows. Should we do meetups? that are kind of like shows rent spaces do things that are casual i don't know let i want to do meetups i yeah. want to do meetups so bad let us know everyone yeah and uh, just so we don't disappear and seconds uh, in the internet world my name is mike and this is kaz you have been listening to two broke watch knobs later later